0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free, 800 259 9231. Sickle CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. And joining you tonight, it is Ian. Vanguard. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away. So enjoy those. Again, that's Free Talk Live. Dot com much to discuss here tonight garden you 've got what sounds to be a bit of a bombshell over in the education world oh it's just so much fun. Who would have thought that
1: teachers would cheat on standardized tests as the news report says under pressure? what was the pressure to get more money
0: what is uh yeah go ahead and give me the details on that What's okay, going
1: on? let me uh head Where on is over this from, here by the way uh this uh, as I call up the story, this one comes from the postgazette.com and uh, the location is within the story. So we'll just get started. Uh, This comes from actually originally from the New York Times. The staff of Normandy Crossing Elementary School outside Houston eagerly awaited the results of state achievement tests this spring. Interesting that term state should be in there. But anyway,
0: they want to make sure their kids did well.
1: Yes, of course. For the principal and assistant principal... High scores could buoy their careers at a time when success is increasingly measured by such tests. Ooh, there's a little dig on those tests. For fifth grade math and science teachers, the rewards were more tangible. A bonus of $2,850. But remember, the headline says, Under Pressure, Teachers Tamper with Tests.
2: Well, I suppose that's... uh I suppose that's pressure.
1: Yes, yes. I suppose if you just read the headline, you might get a different idea of what that pressure is. This is yeah. positive pressure rather than negative pressure.
2: Indeed, I, I think that it does. Um, Excuse I, I think it, it in a certain way. Yeah, it, it? it gives that negative pressure feel and the idea that that giving teachers money is bad. Somehow. Yes, yes. And if the results are and, and it's it's clear that they would be if the results are more money um, in this in this way, um, you know, I don't know that necessarily teaching to the test
1: is actually
2: educates the kids
1: i don't know either and yeah. uh, it's very difficult and of course the tests are going to be manipulated and the standards sure. are going to be drawn down and what if i don't like those standards well that's okay my tax money will still be taken for i can
2: already it. tell you i don't like those
1: standards. there you go so it continues when the results came back Some seem too good to be true. Indeed, after an investigation by the Galena Park Independent School District, the principal, assistant principal, and three teachers resigned on May 24th in a scandal over test tampering. The district said the educators had distributed a detailed study guide after after stealing a look at the state science test by, now get this, there's already a term for this, tubing it. This is not. Yeah, this has nothing to do with air tubes on snow. Tubing it is squeezing a test booklet without breaking its paper seal to form an open tube so that questions inside could be seen and used in the guide. The district, wow. yes, the district invalidated the students' score, So now it's great because the kids will get to take the test again. <laughs> all right, good for the kids. Yeah. Of all the now, forms, did someone
0: snitch snitch them out? How did they?
1: Uh, let's see. A of all the forms of academic cheating, none may be as startling as educators. Educators, we're we're no longer teachers. We are educators. Ew. Tampering with children's standardized tests, but investigations in Georgia, Indiana. Uh, Mass- uh, Massachusetts, yeah, uh, and uh, Nevada, Virginia, and elsewhere this year have pointed to cheating by educators. Wow, widespread. E- yeah, experts say the phenomenon is increasing as the stakes over standardized testing ratchet higher. Hey,
0: what does it matter if uh, you know the kids don't get an education? You're getting two thousand dollars. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> 2, man. Eight hundred.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's $3,000. Yeah. I mean, you know, and well, you once the government it, gets it, it's 48
1: cents. But- yeah. And you'll get one of those plaques to put up in the hallway so that when parents come on parent-teacher's night, you know, performance, top performer of such and such. They, you know. they,
2: many of these schools will have um, – marquees out in front where yeah. they'll actually advertise their particular grades. So if they got A's in their uh, you know standardized We're an testing, a school. sure. They, yeah. I mean, and who doesn't want to move into the district with the A school?
1: And by the way, right. where, where I where I live in Amherst, we have our South High School, which you might have heard was in the news recently because some of the kids who went to school went to that school. A couple of the kids. Uh, are accused of uh, hacking up a woman who lived a couple towns away from us, oh, and uh, well, they uh, the school board decided to include their photographs in the yearbook, despite the fact that they're not going to be graduating, and one is already admitted to culpability and will be sentenced to like 25 years in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That school, the I Salhegan... Which, uh, which reunion he'll be out for. I don't know. I, that'll be <laughs> interesting. Hey, aren't you... I, I remember you. I re, What's your name? Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, but what's interesting is even some schools will even... They have their own system of schools. This is one of the Coalition of Essential Schools. Columbine was also one of these schools. It's a hardcore left-wing ideology um, as if it's not already hardcore and left-wing enough in most mm-hmm. public schools, government schools, but it's tied to Brown University, the whole concept of it. And um, they give, the Coalition of Essential, Essential Schools gives its own awards. So a Sahuhegan High School can say, winner of such and such award again from the Coalition of Essential Schools. Well, they're, it's all part of the same group. So they gave an award to their own school. Basically. Yes, essentially, yes.
0: <laughs> it's just great. I love the fraudulent
1: nature of government schooling. It's just beautiful.
0: So, what we found out here is that across the country, investigations have shown that teachers are actually helping their students cheat on these tests. So, they can cash in and get some sort of a reward for Indeed, it. Indeed. I've got a couple more examples. If people think that
1: there's a way to get around the government school system by staying within the government system, I don't know. That seems a little bit uh, tautological but to me. The charter
2: schools and things like that. You're exactly. To.
1: Here's one from Springfield, they,
2: Mass. The charter schools seem like a step up, don't they? I mean, you know, there's they, they seem to be taking different tacks. Sure. There's charter schools for, for the arts, there's charter schools for the sciences, mm-hmm. there's charter schools for the dum dums, there's charter schools for everything. So exactly. Why not, a, why not a
1: charter school? It's right? still run by the government, and here's the result. Yep. At, at a charter school in Springfield, Mass., the principal told teachers to look over students' shoulders and point out wrong answers <laughs> as they took the 2009 <laughs> state tests, now, according to a state investigation.
0: You know, I, I'm not a big fan of test uh, learning by test, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. where, where you, uh, you have to learn some uh, facts right. and then regurgitate them, basically, when prompted on a piece of paper. I don't think that's really learning, yeah. but I think this is particularly dishonest, and I, I, I think you should, I still have a problem with what they're doing here. Yeah, um, and, and you know, Ian, that, what, that point that you bring up,
1: I think, just as on, on an emotional level, uh, and a personal level, I think that's a very, very important point. The standardization and the rote memorization of not only government schools, but in some cases private schools as well, uh, where everybody's got to fit within a certain box, I think if you look at some of the greatest achievers – in the history of mankind, they were those who not only did not fit in the box, but veered away in their education and concentrated on what they loved. Uh, you look at, you know, Apple and and Microsoft, mm-hmm. those guys tinkering in their basements, you know, now and in their garages. Now, it, it, is, it is true that uh, Bill Gates did some computer work in high school and things like that. I think while there are certain very important subjects and things like that that would be very helpful for any human being i think sometimes people go way overboard in constraining kids and not and government schools have no capability to be able to change and give kids the opportunity to really study what they want what if a kid's really interested in artwork my niece loves art i mean in my opinion she should be going out and working with working with graphic designers and stuff right now sure and, and studying mathematics and stuff in her spare time. Sure.
2: And uh, just think, not only could she study, but she could uh, cheaply uh, you know, empty the garbage cans, clean the all bathrooms, all, the, stuff. all kinds of Apprenticeship things. Apprenticeship things. Right. She yes. could apprentice, and it would be significantly more valuable. And this one-size-fits-all system, I was thinking about it again today. I have a child, and um, you know, my child, Jack, is is reading above the level I was reading in kindergarten and first grade. That's I mean, awesome. He's That's a, a little over two, and yeah. he's doing the the sight-reading method. Method, sure. Which is is great for kids that are sort of below five. Um, after that,
1: phonics uh, you got to teach them phonics. Yeah, pho- yeah phonics gets better. Yeah, uh,
2: you when know, once they're a little bit older. But you know, when you're I. You know, essentially, what does he need to go to first and uh, kindergarten and first grade for? He already knows all the stuff that he's going to yeah. learn there at two. Right. So,
0: how uh, bored will he be? How will he absol-
2: act out? Absolutely. I mean, and and it's not like we are teaching him it is at, at our house. We're making the tools available. Why are we making the tools available? Cuz we don't believe for one second that the government is responsible for or going to educate our child. Mm. I mean, yeah. what kind of, you know, how, how can you do that? How can you leave the government to, uh, to educate your kid, even if you're sending them to public school? And I understand having to do that. But if you're doing so, then at least educate them in, in your spare time.
0: All right. I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. More teacher fraud coming up in a moment.
3: Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crum is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission: infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of El Neil Smith's Phoebus Crum online now at BigHeadPress.com/pk.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They are free, and those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're yours. In fact, if you go into the podcast, you can go all the way back to 2009. Totally free for you, freetalklive.com.
2: Okay, this summer, how about taking charge of your health? Be just like me and do all the things you want to do with New Zealand's Nature Bee. And here's Mike Buck with a sizzling summer special to help you find out the way.
3: Hello there, guys. You're right. Let me show you the way, especially these days. You need good nutrition. If your body's not getting it out of your food, down goes your energy levels, up goes your stress. You'll be sleeping terribly, be grumpy all the time. If that sounds like your day, forget it. Two golden Nature Bee capsules once a day. Give me the support you need to turn that stuff right around.
2: Okay. Now, we know um, what Nature Bee does for us, but what's the sizzling summer deal you have for us, uh, Mike? Yeah,
3: look at this. This is our best deal yet. When you order or reorder a six-month supply of Nature Bee today, ninety nine ninety five plus delivery, we're going to bonus you this D-Slim Weight Loss Program. It's worth another ninety nine ninety five. It's free. That plan includes a great weight loss supplement, a delicious meal planner, exercise guide, even a take measure to track your progress.
2: Wow, that does sound like a, a perfect uh, plan B. How can folks make it happen, Mike?
3: Two ways to do it. Remember, ninety nine ninety five, six months of B plus the delivery, ninety nine ninety B Slim free when you make the twelve free calls to New Zealand, all with a money back guarantee. One eight six six eight three four eighty three fifty five. That's one eight six six eight three four eighty three fifty five, or of course online Nature B. That's NatureBee.com. dot oh,
2: That is a great deal. Okay, everybody, be just like me and uh, order your Nature Bee call toll-free now at 866-834-8355. Just do it online at naturebee.com.
0: 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue here. Uh, Just to recap the story, Guard, that you brought up, and then we'll get into your phone calls. There's been investigations across the country that have shown that teachers are essentially not just teaching to a test, but they're actually assisting the students in these government schools, uh, charter government schools. They're assisting the students in passing the test so they can get a so-called performance bonus. Yeah. When in point of fact, the students haven't actually necessarily learned the uh, the material. Absolutely. And, and, and as I pointed out before, I don't necessarily agree with the test and learn kind of uh, scenario. There was a, a computer class I took in, in high school. Programming It was advanced computer science or something like that. Yeah. And I I took that class and I got an A in the class. Uh, I got a, a good A. I think it was like a hundred or something like that in the mm, class overall. Yeah. But I failed the AP. Interesting. And and the reason was because well in the class I could if I encountered a problem or something I didn't remember I could look it up. So if I needed to do you know write a pro- we're writing programs and so if I needed to write a program that did X I could look up whatever it is I needed to know to do yeah. that if I didn't know it offhand. Yeah. And so since testing just Essentially, tests memorization. Right. Uh, I had. Ne- I'm not much of a studier for tests. I never really was anybody who put time into studying anything. So I was completely capable at doing the programming. Right. It's just that taking the test uh, didn't work out for me. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of this. But I think that. This goes beyond just the dishonesty, uh, because you can look at this and say, well, this is this is bad because the teachers were cheating, right? I and mean, that's a, that's kind of the surface level, okay, they're bad for scamming the system oh, and yeah. helping the kids Absolutely. with sure. the test right in order to get the cash. But I think it goes a little deeper than that. And I think the real problem here is that this dishonesty, this level of fraud, essentially, that they're engaging in, is an indicator of something much larger. And that's an indicator of how these, these people – are willing to just sideline the the children and their their experience and their learning and everything just so they can you know benefit from the, the, these bonuses they 're just willing to kick it all to the curb and so you really have to ask yourself well if this is the tip of the iceberg as to how lazy these teachers are if they have to che- they feel like they have to cheat with these kids that that, that says something about their le- their ability to teach the material in the first place, and that they're just they're so bad that as teachers they're so bad that they can't do this legitimately. So I think it's just Absolutely. more than just that one instance of dishonesty.
1: I, I, I agree with you. I mean the the instances of these occurring uh indicate to us, if we think it through, that there are probably sundry other factors that are involved in this. And obviously the rhetoric, first off, that we hear about how the government schools are always looking out for the kids. And that's why the unions speak out so much, to get more money and get more time off and get opportunities to get bonuses and all these different things. Clearly, it's for the kids' sake. Well, in this case, it wasn't, we have seen, it's revealed it's not for the children's sake. Mm-hmm. It's for the sake of these teachers, for almost $3,000 bonuses. And secondly, as you say, either the teachers are incapable of teaching these children now, I wouldn't say the kids are incapable of being taught and learning, or there are so many impediments inside the school system because it might not just be the teachers. It could be the entire administrative process that screws the teachers up and doesn't give them the amount of time that they need to do or doesn't give them the books that they need or whatever, they, whatever the factors could be. But all of the, all of the government system is indicted here. Whether it's the teachers themselves, or it's the fact
0: that there's no addressability, or just the rhetoric that it's all for the children's sake. We but yet, know it's not. But yet, uh, the activists here in Keene, New Hampshire, some of us, have been getting heat from the other folks in the liberty movement now, not because of toplessness, <laughs> not because of smoking pot, yeah, not because of burning the American flag, yeah. but now the heat is coming from doing school outreach. Because we're standing in front of the middle, middle school, and when yes. I say we, I mean three or four or five of us. Uh, there are obviously more people here than that. But the, the people who are doing this are standing in front of the middle school, standing in front of the high school, holding signs that say freekeen.com and schoolsucksproject.org.com. Yeah. Schoolsucksproject.com. Yeah. So we're out there doing School Sucks outreach. In fact, Meg's got a great sign now. We, the first signs we had weren't that great. Yeah. Meg's got a great sign now that says, Education Rules schoolsucksproject.com oh, So the old signs just said schoolsucksproject.com or visit right. SchoolSucksProject.com. I think that
2: the, the probably the the best thing you can take away from that critique is that the 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 uh, the name of schoolsucksproject.com was kind of harsh seeming to a certain segment of the population. Of course. It's intended to be, right? And, and you know that's Clearly. That, that's you know that's what they're trying to do, catch your attention with the name and maybe there should have been more of an explanation. I think Meg signs probably Probably says it all, but um, and
1: yet, and yet, just just to pipe in there, Mark. And yet, isn't it funny because I think you'll run into ninety some percent of the kids if you were to ask them at any time they would describe it as they're getting up at six in the morning to get off yeah, to this place. That, it's ridiculous! Yeah, it
0: sucks. Well, there's a young uh, there's a young man that has come by the uh, the four twenty celebrations before, so he's out of middle school at uh, this point, and he he will tell you that it sucks. And and as you say, a lot of them will admit that to you. But what we found is that we don't think that as many of them will. Uh, will be as truthful as they might otherwise be if they're around the administrators and the teachers. Because so what right. happens is after the, after school gets out, when school gets out, the teachers come out. They've got their two-way radios. Of course, we've got ours, too. Yes. Uh, and uh, so they've got their two-way radios, and they spread out. And they kind of – and I don't think they normally do this. I think they're they're doing it specially because we're there doing yeah. our outreach. Yeah. We've got flyers and things like that. And so they they're kind of playing guard, yeah. uh, for the kids. You know, they're making certainly sure they, they don't do that. That they Normally. don't get. They make sure they don't get too close. Okay, yes, you can't engage him in conversation for too long. If if they see a kid engaging in conversation with an activist, they'll come in after a while. If, as soon as they notice it, the and, cops. No, no, the, the, teachers, the teachers. They'll pull <laughs> them away. So it, it doesn't matter that they're out of school. They they're still exerting their level of control over them. Okay, you need to move off this area. Only okay, they. you need to move away from here. Okay, don't talk to them. And, of course, they're just going right, the kids are going right along with it. Uh, More coming up here, even though they're not in school hours at that point. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
4: This Your
5: Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. Whether it's sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving or burgers on the 4th of July. Kids associate certain foods with certain occasions. Family traditions are important to them. So when planning your holiday or birthday menu, keep in mind what they like most and invite the kids to cook up a new food tradition. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Ring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian Angar and Mark Carter Goldsmith joining us from LibertyConspiracy.com. Thank you, sir. Head Thank on you. over there. Enjoy yourself some more guard. Uh, and guard and crew. Guard and friends.
1: Yeah, we like to bring as many people into the conspiracy as possible because this is a real rough time for freedom lovers. So, um,
2: we when hasn't it been a rough time? For-
0: yeah, good point, brother. Good point. <laughs> to
2: say it's a better time for freedom lovers than it has been.
0: I'll tell you <laughs> it's, that. It depends nice on where you know. are. If yeah. you're here in New Hampshire, it might be a better time. But That's everywhere else, maybe sure. may be a little rougher.
1: And I I think the word is starting to get out. You know, we we're more vocal now, thanks to the internet and and uh, some people who have uh, some high profile positions. And Reason magazine people, Judge Napolitano, folks like that. You guys are doing great. I hear he
0: got his own television show. Yeah, he's got it on
1: Fox Business now. Rock on, Napolitano with uh, John Stossel on the The same on the same network. So
0: good on them for uh, for giving some liberty. For what I can tell, pretty principled dudes. Very principled. uh, Some a voice, a national voice. Yes. So good on them. All right. So let's go to your phone calls here. Lauren is in Ohio listening to W A I S. Hello Lauren. You're on Free Talk Live with the In Garden Mark.
5: Yeah, what excellent points you guys are making. I love your school sucks project (laughs) design. That's great. Um, I'm a homeschooling mom. I ran for state school board here in Ohio. It's worse than you think it is. I was doing this in um, the 90s when I was thinking that, you know, you save the world by everybody participating and pitching in, and right. this was my project. What I came to find out is that it's not the school's goal to educate the children. It's the school's goal to indoctrinate the children to be the little drones that they want them to come out of school being. Absolutely. And Well, that's the first part. The second part is they're actually lying to the children and removing the curriculum from the schools. That was a big part of what was going on here in Ohio, and I finally said, okay, forget it. I'm just pulling mine out, and then I don't have to worry about... Whether or not they lie to those children, whether they teach them global warming and Heather has two mommies, I don't care about any of that. I want to know if they know two times two is four, you know, 6.023 times 10 to the 23rd molecules in a mole or atoms in a mole. I mean, functional stuff. And there is a good reason for memorization. You know, if you don't memorize your times tables, it makes your math very difficult to do. So there's a reason. Yeah, I have
2: my times tables memorized. I mean, you know. Well, that's what
5: I mean. okay, okay. I agree with you there. there's There's nothing wrong with real, you know, old, you know, wrote, you know, study. But the whole point is they're literally lying to the kids. You can get the curriculum from the state school board, call them up and ask them for it. It's like phone book size per subject. And I mean, they're lying about the Constitution. They don't teach these children history. They don't know that the whole purpose of being for this government is to protect your right to life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. They think, you know, they've got in there how it's they have a right to tax people, to take the fruit of their labor for the good of the group. They literally lie to the children and because the moms and dads are not around, they don't know that their children are being lied to. They right. All they about hear
0: about, the moms and dads are so busy with their right, own lives trying to put right. food on the table, trying to get the bills paid because they have to pay so much in taxes. Uh, the moms and dads, all they hear about is, well, our kids have an A-plus school, so yeah. well, it must be really great.
5: And they remember it like it was when they were in school. And see, thirty. Forty years ago, you could still get a decent education. The really bad stuff's only been going on for the last thirty, forty years. But here's the key: the solution, and you're going to love this libertarian solution. Everybody, take your children out of school. Right. In a lot of states, it accounts for half of the state budget. I'm I in think Ohio.
0: that I think that you have to go further than that, though. I think that if you just pull your kids out of school, that won't do anything. Uh, You have to because most parents are going to be afraid to do it because they are still going to have to pay for the education above and beyond the property taxes. So in order to really have that be effective, you not only have to have people pull their kids out of the school, but you also have to have uh, them pull their funds from the system and that means putting their houses at risk and again you then are in the, the area where people are too cowardly but if you could get enough people together theoretically to do something like that you could have a real effect of course you could also act you could also point out that having that many people could swing an election uh, well, but-, but
5: the trick is it's not really about the money it's about the fact that if, if I'm going to have my child in an institution, that I'm going to pay money for them to lie to them. They're going to take vaccines for them to be there. They're not no. going to teach them anything they need to know or skills that they can use to live their life. That it's not about money. It's but it But it is, the fact but that it is I'm about money. To have my child treated like a prisoner. That's good. No, I agree with you.
0: Look, Lauren, I, I completely agree with you. Okay. The, the the motivation isn't about the I money. I think the
2: first step is to do what Lauren says, Ian. I mean, I think yeah. that your step is a, w- a ways down there before somebody says I'm putting my house on the line or I'm picking up but to but New don't Hampshire. Don't
0: think that it's going to make a difference. If, I agree. Uh, right.
2: I, it makes a difference for your child's life, and that's, that's the most child.
0: important one.
5: And it makes a difference because they don't get for. I have five children. They don't get the ten, eleven, twelve thousand dollars per child that well, they would. Somebody get if my gets it because were, they're
0: still taking it from me.
5: What? <laughs> Well, my point is, though, I am not contributing to the destruction of this country by forcing my neighbors to pay for the education of my children. And what happens is when we take the personal responsibility, and remember, a lot of people, you start where you can. I mean, I'm a homeschooling mother. My services, my labor, I used to be a drug rep. They're, it's no longer out there to be taxed. That labor is consumed building a better family, mm. teaching my children the truth, raising them up in the way they should go. I happen to be a Christian. I know you're not like into that. But the whole point is my children know they're not slaves of other men. They're oh, not waiting you. for somebody else to make their life better, to pay for their retirement, to educate their children. They're, they're not getting that whole brainwashing mindset. So what I'm saying is this is a way to take power to exercise power without bothering anybody. You don't need to go stand in a protest. You don't need mm-hmm. to. This is something that even the most scared person in the world can do. And the other thing is, when you take your children out in the summer, it's a great time to practice this. Start homeschooling now. It's not going to, you know, you've got the summer. You don't have anything better to do. Right. Get a Robinson homeschool curriculum. It's basically the children learn to study themselves in Saxon math curriculum. Yeah. But the whole thing is. That sounds like a great uh, suggestion. Withdraw your, signature on the registration. Don't just take them out of there. These are contracts that what they're registration? When you register your child for school, you are giving, in loco parentis, you are giving parental authority to the school. So they are half, they're as powerful as you are, as long as that child Does is Does everybody have to do that? I mean, do yes, parents have, do to have to actually register their child
0: with in, the, in with in the most school? States yes, that, yeah. they do. I
5: yeah. mean, remember that wow. Pennsylvania case where they gave those little girls, 10-year-old girls, gynecological exams, and when right.
0: they when sued, you, When you register who something, you are essentially well, asking right. the state my to... Kids knew. You're, yeah, when you, when you register something, you're asking the state to take control of it and That's the state right. to, uh, and to be... And this is its... my
5: point. So what you do is withdraw your signature on the registration form, and then basically you're canceling your contractual relationship. So there's no Now, how do you do that?
0: To... I mean, do you just go in there and demand you to see the form? No matter, anything?
5: I am withdrawing my signature on any and all forms that I have signed to register my child for this school. He will no longer be attending... Um, please so you send submit all records, too, if you want the records. It doesn't really matter. You don't need the records. So you're records. just giving them a
0: notice, basically? You're that...
5: basically giving them notice. And I have friends that have done this, and at what the school will call you, you know, oh, oh uh, we'd like to talk to you about uh, where you're going and what you're doing. Mm. It's none of your business. That's yeah. like if I called you and wanted to talk to you about, you know, your sex life. Yeah. Uh, you tell me to go you know, pick Bounce up in. a rope. Is what you, you know what right. I mean. Yes, I love that. I think you, I think
0: you were just full of great suggestions here tonight, Lauren. And I want to thank you for calling in and making them. I really appreciate. This is great. She's yeah. really
1: thought thought this out and acted, and acted on the on thoughts. It, yeah. And and you know, as 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 you said, as Mark said, you know, she's she's not only thought about showing the example to the other parents to say, you can free your children, but also you can be an example to other parents to free free their children. But she's already thought out, look, they're not going to have that burden, those thousands of dollars, even though I'm still going to have to pay into the system. The system should start to cost less. No, that's because the theory. They have, Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a wedge that you can use against these guys. There's an, oppo-
2: there's an opposing uh, situation going on there, and that is that the, uh, the kids them, um, themselves are beginning to cost more because they're diagnosing more and more and oh, more of them. they've got
1: an incentive to do that, yes. With, um, mm-hmm.
2: you know, whatever learning disabilities uh, it cost that many.
1: Much and, and I just, Lauren, hats off to you. Just great, great job. And I, I would recommend if you get the chance, I've spoken about him before, Sam Blumenfeld, was one of the first guys to write about this. He wrote a book called Is Public Education Necessary? Uh, It's all about the history of how the Prussian model of education got brought to the United States, how very early on there was a battle between those people who wanted to school their children privately and themselves and the government school people who had an incentive to force kids to get into these schools. And I'm glad you mentioned that local parentis thing so that people can get out of that because it's shocking to think
0: that parents would say, oh, yeah, well, for seven hours a day, you're the parents of our children. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. Apparently, it goes beyond the seven hours a day, as I saw at the uh, the school today where they were just ordering the kids around. Uh, more coming up. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Gart. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Start your shopping at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Lyle, listening in Montana. Lyle, you're on Free Talk Live with the In Garden Mark. Hello. Hey, hey Lyle, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight?
6: Hey. Oh, I just heard you guys were talking about the uh, problem in public schools, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the big things in our local newspaper out here lately has been the new curriculum they're planning for sex education in our public K through twelve schools.
1: Oh. And they
6: basically are going to start it at kindergarten.
1: That's nice, isn't that nice? <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, I, th- I think it's a lovely thing. You know, I mean, in, in kindergarten, they they're planning on. Using real names for, you know, I, can I use the actual names? Of like
0: penis, the, Anatomy parts? Sure. Yeah, of course.
6: Well, they're going to have penis and vagina mm-hmm. being taught to kindergartners, okay. which in and of itself isn't really bad. No. Then, it, then in first grade, they're going to expand to it's okay to love someone of the same sex or someone of the opposite sex.
1: Well, Lyle, I can that's I ask and you?
6: That's the, and that's the way it's worded. Yeah, and okay. Let me let me ask
1: you a quick question, Lyle. Uh, obviously, yeah. there you have some some problems with these things being done in in the government school systems and so on. Uh, there are probably some other people, as as you know, we you know we're we're pro liberty here. So the, the entire system, I think, needs to be questioned. Uh, so you have you have some problems with one at, facet of this. Um, and what if you were to get get in the school board somehow and get it changed, so they weren't doing this? Would that be acceptable, or what would happen to those people who wanted the kids to be taught these things? Now their tax money is being taken, and their interests are not being addressed. It seems to me that as bad as some of these things would be to me and to other people in in looking at a government school system, other people might see it as, well, this is very important, and, and I don't want this to happen. We just spoke with Lauren before, and she said it's so difficult to get on the school board and actually get anything changed. It's ridiculous. So let's say you got on the school board and you got it changed. That doesn't mean maybe the kids would get a slightly better education, but is it still a system that needs to be perpetuated or is there a different way?
6: Well, it's, the, the school system does need to be changed. Um, our big issue out here is that, you know, like what you were talking about, the school is trying to become the parent and it, you know, things like sex education, that's up to the parent to teach the child. It's not something that should be taught in the school.
1: But what I'm saying, what I'm saying Lyle, is... There are certain things that can
6: be taught in the school.
1: What I'm saying, you know, Lyle, I mean, as, Lyle, what I'm saying is that what if there are some parents who believe that it should be taught in the schools, and now they're having their tax money taken? Let's say you got got it changed the right, way you'd I, like I to have
6: it. and... and out here, what, what I've been noticing in the newspaper, people write in and comment about these things in the newspaper. I can't because I've been banned from posting in our local newspaper because I'm
0: <laughs> make too, too much radical, sense. I
6: guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, um, uh, people write in, and most of the people that are in favor of this are strongly liberal progressive and oh, yeah. you know some some of them are obviously pro homosexual and you know i i, I have nothing uh, against homosexuals myself good. you know i just don't think it should be something that should be taught right. to a fifth
0: grader so so here's here's uh, and i don't agree uh, i don't agree with you i think that uh, they're they're i i am pro homosexual as uh, and i don't have a problem with the idea of ho- gay people existing uh being shown to young people. So here we are in a situation where I believe one way and you believe another way and we're both forced to pay for the the uh, the government school system wherein uh one way will be chosen. Either my way well, will uh, now, succeed or your way will succeed I, and if I your way succeeds you're
6: coming from, but- these same people that are, you know, the pro-liberal progressives, they're the same people that said you can't teach about religion in school. you got to take God out of
0: school. Yeah, would you right. like to put God... We're
6: going. we're going to the exact opposite end of the pendulum with this movement. See, well, but you're still... You're okay. problem- I'm, I'm not a religious person, so, you know, I quit going to Sunday school sometime around third grade because I figured out that, you know, well, yeah, it's a good story. But... There's another side to all of this issue, too. Once you take God out of the picture, now I'm talking in a legal sense here, once you take God out of the picture, then where do your rights come from? Your well, rights think, are something that was given to you by the creator. That's, uh, in that's the what some people believe. Independence. These I, are we're really, we're not documents. even
0: stri- we're no longer even close right. to striking at the root here. I think rights come from
2: self ownership, Lyle. But I want to make a point here. Well, I
0: agree. I, I agree. And I I I'd I'm like to make a point in the legal
6: sense. These people play in a legal game. I don't know Everything what that means. Do I don't know how, how they speak. I,
0: I don't understand legalese, so I don't I don't know what that means. Mark, go but, ahead with your.
2: I, I, I do want to you know make a point here is that at one point the public school system was instituted in order to prevent the Catholics who were giving out free education from educating the good Protestant kids over to Catholicism. So this was essentially a religious organization from uh, getting hold of the government in the first place. So what you see is the pendulum swinging, and it's going to swing every time force, coercion, taxation, uh, theft, all these things are used. If we took the pendulum out of the situation, which is what everybody here is trying to talk to you about, is the idea that you eliminate public school not um, you know it's I understand I'm I wouldn't really like the idea of my son being taught by a a government bureaucrat about how uh, you know people should live and and contract with each other and and whatever in their lives I think that that's not their role I think that's mine but at the same time I understand why it is that they're doing it and trying to control their their uh, their system it's it's almost counterproductive you know because if you do get control then you've only shown that control can be gotten
0: yeah, I think uh, yeah. Lauren's suggestion earlier would apply here. If you don't want your kids learning that stuff, uh, pull them out of the schools. It's far more productive than trying to fight uh, with the other side, so to speak, about getting your particular... Well,
6: I agree. I, we homeschooled our daughter. She's she's already grown up, and she has two boys of her own now. Thanks for doing So, you know, I don't have any kids in school, but yeah. it's it's just this... Moral wrangling that's going on, and you know people are having a hard time with it. One oh, yeah. side and, and, says and, and you need to do it this way, and the other side says you need to do it that way. Oh yeah, and and, and, and they Lyle, can't seem to find that middle ground.
1: Well, this is the this is the problem, Lyle. See, you know, I I don't disagree with you on certain facets. I disagree with you on other facets, and and, and the deeper point that we're trying to make in as comfortable a way as we possibly can is for every for every time you find umbrage or disagreement with their particular agenda, and you. Can in sight where it comes from, the leftist progressivist uh, ideals that they're trying to push. As frustrated as you are about that, and you're fighting within this government system to try to stop it, or you get frustrated by these decisions being made, we know that even if you were to get your decisions made and you thought you were making a, a slightly better system or less worse system in the government school systems, there are other people who also have their houses put on the line if they don't pay their taxes, who have differing opinions than you. And Unfortunately, the government system pits us all against one another, and what we're saying yeah, I is that. right. And the there key, doesn't
6: need to be do middle ground. That.
0: Right. The key and, thing and, is, you know,
6: and I understand where you're coming from with right. your free state system and everything. And really, what you guys are trying to hit on is the whole essence of a republic what this
7: country was
1: supposed to be. No, not even that. Not even that. You see, this is where I think you're slightly missing our point. We're not trying to talk about just the ideals of the founders. We're trying to talk about individual sovereignty, even within a republic, a, a supposed representative republic that supposedly has constitutional safeguards and allows for differentiation of government systems within the states and the towns themselves, where people can move and try to get away from bad systems. Even there, you don't have complete freedom. It might be a step... More towards what we would like. What we're trying to do is express the principle of what happens when everyone is thrown into the government pressure cooker. And that happens in local towns just as it happens on a national level. It just so happens that on local towns, at least you can gr- try to get away to a less bad, bad government system. You see what I'm saying? So we're trying to pull out of government entirely and show people the true principles of how humans are put against each other within any government system, and the the yeah, education but, is and, an example. And,
6: and one of the biggest problems your system has is that you need people to be um, cooperative, you know? I I'm mean, not sure what you mean by has- that.
0: Uh, the, uh, my system doesn't have a, uh, anything because it's not a system. Uh, mine is just the free marketplace <laughs> Uh, which allows anybody to create whatever sort of educational op- opportunities they want. And well, I think, Lyle was talking about the Free whoever State Project.
2: Wants to
6: can sign up. You know, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. Think Lyle,
2: I think Lyle is closer to right um, on this. He said the Free State Project. So his statement was the Free State Project oh, that's is, more, system is more like a republic. And I'd have to agree that that's what the majority of people that moved here for were
0: mm, actually yeah, looking good for. Point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I don't know about that. Thank you for the call, Lyle. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I think the people that are moving because of the Free State Project signed a statement saying they, the maximum role of government should be the pr- protection of life, liberty, and property. that doesn't a, say anything Gyle, about a Gyle republic,
2: believes a and it about. doesn't
0: mean that most free staters are in favor of government either. More coming up. I don't know what they believe because I haven't talked to them all. Hour number two is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This
4: is Free Talk Live.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL, CAI, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Guard And Mark. You can join us again on our website. All the features there are free, freetalklive.com. We'll take your calls about absolutely anything. Last hour, we talked about education. Uh, Guard, you had a, a shocking story. Shocking story, yes. That uh, that revealed that across the country, teachers are being caught red-handed yes. in investigations uh, that are showing that they are actually assisting the students at uh, at their t- taking their tests, pointing out answers. <laughs> the, checking, these standardized tests um, on
2: which the uh, schools themselves get rated.
0: Right, yeah. so they can get a bonus, and it really is just... An example of how low these teachers will go, not for the go- the goal of educating kids, but just to make sure that they themselves are taken care of. They are their number one priority. For all of their uh, flowery talk about Absolutely. the children, the children. Well, I don't think the there's children. anything
2: wrong with people taking care of themselves. But this goes to show how incentives work and how inefficient the uh, government school system is. That it needs competition. If the best thing that we can come up with is the idea that you need to set standardized tests for teachers, then that failed too. And it, this and it, isn't a good this isn't a solution for making government schools better. They work You're not going to make a system for making government uh, a better solution for making government schools. i You learn can make a better
0: solution. You will not make a good solution no. for they'll government schools. They'll just learn schools. whatever the system is and they'll work it. Yep. Yeah, and, and this
1: happens all at the same time. All of these uh, these bad incentives happen at the same time that the teachers are out there saying it's all about the children, it's all about the children, it's all about the children.
0: And then you've got a situation where you have someone like Lyle call in, as we did at the very end of the hour, who was basically kind of still stuck in uh, to some extent. He said he was understanding where where we were coming from, but uh, his concern was the uh, sort of the immediate... Issue a in front of yeah the 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 immediate battle and in front of the school board about who should control sex education and what should be well, taught and you know this where is a the philosophy
2: and, issue between uh, you and the and the ideas that many people have for uh, you know backing up government you believe in striking at the root Lyle is interested in trimming some of the branches back and and admittedly some of the branches he was talking about are ones that I disagree with you know I mean
1: and 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 again to say you know at the end of that uh, at the end of that call he did bring up he does. As Mark says, he does seem to have a difference of opinion regarding the cooperative nature of people, the bulk of people to be cooperative and resolve their problems in peaceful ways rather than having to employ force and coercion and theft through the legalized government monopoly on force.
0: But it's just so sad to see so many people spending their time essentially spinning their wheels because if he and his associates are successful at – all right, so they're, what they're looking at is that the school system in uh, Montana, where he's at, is looking at increasing uh, sex education to fifth grade, or excuse me, to uh, kindergarten. So, like throughout the entirety of the government education system. Now, I wouldn't want government bureaucrats edu- educating my kids about sex either, uh, but none, but that's not the issue here. The issue isn't what the the government schools are teaching. The issue is whether or not they exist at all. And people are spending so much time fighting the opposition within the system. It's such a waste because if they are successful at having, okay, we're going to repeal this back. They're only going to get taught uh, sex education at fifth grade. Or maybe they'll pull it entirely. Maybe sex ed will be yanked entirely and they'll put the Bible back in schools. And that would, of course, excite a lot of people. Uh, But that would uh, upset the people that don't want the Bible uh, to be taught in schools, maybe uh, uh, people of other religions, that well, kind of thing. It's a tug of and, war,
2: and that's what the government wants you to do. That's they what want I'm saying. you to play tug of war. It's a of waste war. of time. You're, right. Well, <laughs> the, um, I think you're. I think I don't think you're explaining it properly, and that's what I'm trying to explain. It's a tug of war. The government wants you to pick well, you up. You didn't
0: let me get there. But one go ahead. of the. I,
2: I just I said tug of war, and everybody understood. You pick up one end of the rope. You spend your time pulling on the rope. What we need to do is do what the, uh, Alexander did with the Gordian Knot and cleave the rope, the rope. in
0: half. Yeah. Let everybody have the kind of education yes. that they want for their kids. And if you, if you can't get over the idea that you should allow other people to have the kind of education that they want, you're doomed. Because until you can finally say, okay, it's all right with me. If somebody teaches their kid about homosexuality. I mean, I may disagree with it and I don't. I think it's fine to be homosexual. I'm I'm speaking in the t- in the terms of someone like Lyle perhaps that if somebody like Lyle can come to that conclusion of it's all right. I'll I'll allow other people to have whatever kind of education they want for their kids even if it bothers me. I'll allow them to do that because I want to be free to have whatever kind of education I want. For my kids, and I want them to allow me to, uh, to have that freedom as well. Until people get to that point, the tug of war will continue. Until both sides are ready, or at least one side is ready to say, no more of this. You, you guys can just have whatever you want. We're not going to give you any more money. No, no, you don't get our money either. We're not going to give you our cooperation or our money. That would end it right there. All it would take would be a little bit of courage from a small amount of people, but people are too chicken-esque to do anything. Except for just work within the system. Let's get some school board representatives elected. And then, of course, they just turn it right back around. If you get your way, some other group gets upset. They come in, they redouble their efforts, they take it back. And like you say, Mark, just keeps going on and it goes on until until you're ready to let go completely. It's never going to end until you're ready to let go of your desire to tell other people what they need to know, to tell other people what you think they should uh, their kids should be learning. And, and hey, if, if you think that you are capable of getting enough people in your
1: locality to get you voted into office or to change things or that your ideas really do represent the majority of the ideas, then why do you need government to do this in the first place? Or why are you afraid of letting people right. make their own decisions about their own families? It's a control thing. That's exactly it. They fear people – people have, it seems like there's a two stage process one is they'll say well yeah you know i can see your point but if we let this go then kids might fall through the cracks. Uh, this might happen in, in this private system. It's like, look, how much worse could it possibly get? Right,
2: kids are falling through the cracks, and this is the the um, the explanation I love to to tout out uh, to 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 bring to people. Because I was talking to a friend of mine, definitely on the liberal sort, who was talking about, well, you know, there are situations where parents can't be left uh, to homeschool their own kids because, well, there are some bad parents out there that don't, uh, you know, don't think that education's a good idea, and it may very well be true i'm sure it is true however the um who do you want to check on them the government bureaucrats that run the organization that spits out uh, people that have educa- uh, you know uh, functional literacy rates of lower than or uh, of 20% and sometimes higher in some districts so what you're hoping for is that the fox will somehow protect the, can- the hen house. And you know, and Mark,
1: it's you know, historically speaking, one of the great things that you can bring up to people is you say, look, <clears throat> if you are afraid that the private system would allow people to fall through the cracks and that's for some reason parents' decisions need to be superseded by what you think is some insulating power of – The majority of parents working through government bureaucrats who are unionized and have a much smaller incentive of really taking care of the kids and have all sorts of other incentives that have nothing to do with taking care of the kids like we saw in these examples on the cheating on the Mm -hmm. tests. Then if you feel that way, then let's just bring up some historical examples for you, which, again, Sam Blumenfeld, terrific, uh, the guy, the guy who uh, John Taylor Gatto learned from him. Sam Blumenfeld is the guy. He's in his 80s now. And he, he quotes in his book, in uh, Is Public Education Necessary? There's a thing, and I've mentioned it before, there's a thing called the Bullfinch Study. If you go to Boston, down in Copley Place, there's a place called Bullfinch Plaza or Bullfinch Place. It, Bullfinch was a, a guy who was around at that time. Uh, in 1812, they commissioned a study in Massachusetts because there was this battle that was starting to bubble up between those who wanted government education and those who did not. The Unitarian Church people at Harvard wanted this because they thought it would be a good way to to make good national citizens, that sort of thing. Uh, they found that ninety over 90-some, 90 96%, I think, of the children who were educated in Massachusetts, in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, through sixth grade, were educated privately, privately. And if you look at the literacy rates at that time... The literacy rates were as high as they are today, and the quality of their literacy was higher. They understood words that kids today wouldn't understand even in college. So that is a clear, disproving factor for those
0: people who think that historically government has to be involved, otherwise the system falls apart in society. There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line, I think at uh, at their root, Both sides want to impose their belief system on the other side, and they need to let it go. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want, free talk. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial on in toll free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800 259 9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1 800 259 9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Garn. And Mark. Join us on our website. We've got a lot of features, and they're all free. Listening options, live streams, webcam, listen lines. Allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. They're all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com.
2: If you've got a family and you don't have a will, you're gonna regret it. <laughs> I mean, you're leaving your family open to having to deal with the government and trying to get your stuff that they've already got in the house. I I can't even imagine what it's like. I don't do it to your family. Go to legalzoom.com. It's legalzoom.com and uh put your will together. You can do it in it's I don't know. I think it took me fifteen minutes. And uh, it's fast and easy. Use code FTL. You'll save an additional $10 off your order at LegalZoom.com. I did it over there, and it was fast and easy. LegalZoom.com.
0: So I was speculating a little bit during the break, and I wanted to bring this speculation on the air. And I I was trying to kind of turn the tables on the whole homeschooling uh, phenomenon because typically the, uh, I guess, the stereotype of a homeschooler, and they're certainly not all like this, uh, but the stereotype of a homeschooler is uh, the kind of the the evangelical Christian types who they have a very strict religious belief system and that that that's not being taught in the schools, so they pull their kids out to to teach them that. Now I'm being very gen- general here, and I think within the Liberty movement that is certainly not uh, the typical. Uh, sure, I'm I'm,
2: uh, not, I'm an evangelical, right. liber- uh, you know, liberty oriented person, and I hate what they're de- uh talking about in the school system. Hate what they're teaching. So
0: yeah. Right, yeah. you pulled your kids out not because of a religious aspect. Not, my, my child never went. Your wouldn't. child, yeah, yeah. But uh, you pulled uh, you you would have pulled Jack out, or you you decided to not send him to the government school, not because of religion, but because of the government. And so within our movement, it's probably far more diverse as far as the homeschool types. So just being kind of general, the conservative types are more likely to be the homeschoolers. Is that a, you think that's a fair statement? That I don't know. I think so. Absolutely accurate. Yes. Okay. So I was. Just, thinking, well, what if the roles were reversed? What, what if uh, the – like in an area where somebody like Lyle who called earlier who was very concerned with things like homosexuality being uh, taught in schools and things like that. What if people like uh, in, in Lyle's area did get control of the school board? Let's say his efforts to uh, round up some associates and go and take over the school board succeeds. And so they bring the Bible back into schools, and they ban uh, all talk of sex and you know, burn some books, <laughs> whatever it is they, uh, they would do. Uh, so they do that, and they therefore upset the progressives so much, that, or the liberals so much, that the liberals decide, that's it. We're pulling our kids out. We're, we're tired of, uh, of trying to control the school system. We're outnumbered hopelessly at this point, and so we're pulling our kids out. We're going to homeschool. And so while they're homeschooling, of course, they have total control over their curriculum. And so they're, you know, there's no religion whatsoever unless they happen to be religious. Some liberals are religious. And uh, so so they've got their own religious curriculum and they've got their own uh, sex uh, curriculum. And, you know, word starts getting out that these liberals are teaching their children fill in the blank, you know, whatever it is that uh, somebody who is. Of a Christian evangelical and I can tell you that the, the liberals
2: like. really hate the idea that the conservatives are out there homeschooling their kids. Oh, they, they don't like that at all. Hate it. Right. It makes right. them gnash their teeth and pull their hair that these people are out there. These backwards Unabombers are educating their kids in the way they
1: want. To. And they're constantly trying to get in there to the house and try to set the absolutely. agenda. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So, so I'm just wondering, you know, what what would it be like if the rules were reversed? And so the word gets out about the kind of education these homeschoolers are getting. When they could be in our government schools, they could be learning about Jesus and they could be learning, you know, we could keep the word about sex away from them so they wouldn't soil themselves or spoil themselves or whatever they would do. Or even or
1: even, even more innocuously, let's say they weren't that, you know, extreme on the religious side, if there were certain things that, you know, we talked about off the air, if they were a group of uh, gay parents mm-hmm. who were teaching their kids That it's okay to have two mommies and it's okay to have two daddies. So you have
0: to wonder, would the conservatives... Allow the liberals to have their homeschooling curriculum, or would they all of a sudden come up with, well, we're not, we're not going to ban homeschooling because we, but, you know, we support homeschool, but we do, ha- we're going to have to take a look at your curriculum. Mm-hmm. You need to submit it to the right. school board. I every think year. they're
2: authoritarians on both sides, and yeah. it, you know, it's a continuum. There are, some people are more authoritarian than other. They believe that, uh, well, you know, you've got to keep at least keep an eye on these people, at least see what they're, they're teaching, at least they're following some level of uh, a real curriculum or, or whatever. I don't, I didn't get that impression from Lyle. You seem to be using him as a you know an effigy of of the conservative sorts here i didn't feel that way when i was no that's,
1: it. I, I think i think lyle might have had certain traits in that but what's interesting there uh, but, but no, is that my question that is about fear the fear of yeah the, it's the wedge it's the wedge whether it's the shoes on one foot or it's on the other foot uh, it's the wedge of authoritarianism, right? Because the- I think you
0: heard that from Lyle, because he yeah. is not in power, and he, uh, you know, he wants to be free from their power. Yes, but if you give somebody like Lyle and anybody, my, us five years ago, you know, you give you give anybody that power. And then they turn it right back around to wheel it against the people I they...
2: disagree. You're, you're, uh, no, Lyle said that he didn't necessarily even believe in God, mm-hmm. but that the, from a legal standpoint, God gave uh, you know, people rights or whatever. So to me, Lyle doesn't sound like a conservative. Lyle sounds like a guy who has some level of a grasp of the ideas of liberty and perhaps hasn't moved as far along the road to liberty as you have. Maybe, And, and someone may mm-hmm. argue that you've gone so far that you don't even know where liberty is anymore. So yeah, I, just because he you're doesn't t- agree doesn't I appreciate make him a conservative, tr-
0: right? I appreciate you trying to br- you know give him the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. uh, but, but but what I heard there was some uh, some fear about uh, you know he said one thing and then he said another thing and I think they were somewhat contradictory uh, the, the, the things that he was saying. Anyway, it, God, I interrupted you. Well, no, no,
1: but I I I hear both of what you're saying and I think that uh, regardless of of what his own motivation was or where he stands on the spectrum of liberty, um, the the lesson that People often overlook in this battle over education is in bringing up if the shoe were on the other foot, would they release their authoritarian beliefs or would they embrace authoritarianism, as Marx says, because they fear that, well, we have to have some sort of standard. Something. Or
0: or their culture, their precious you know vision of whatever exactly. they believe. Certainly, liber-
2: be.
1: um, you know the conservatives are
2: much more about culture than the than the liberals are. Liberals well, it's about, are diverse. The, the, the liberals just don't the, use liberals the term. Say they're, they're about yeah. diversity. They're not about diversity. They're about diversity of ethnicity. If you if not you bring belief. in Systems. diversity of thought, you yeah. will be squashed like a bug, swatted yes. like a fly. <laughs> don't use the, the,
0: the liberals just don't use that buzzword of culture. They're still interested in having their view of the world oh, imposed absolutely. upon others, absolutely. just as uh, and again. We're talking very generally, obviously, there, as you said, Mark, there's a continuum of spectrum. But I, I think the key thing here, though, is is
1: to address this, as you say, to, to strike the root of this tree. What we need to do is say, folks, focus on that one kernel that you have that questions whether or not you would be comfortable in leaving your neighbor alone to come up with his own interpersonal, intersocial rules with other people and to rule by reputation and to have his own choice on how his or her or the parents' children are raised and educated. And it is this, it is this one, you know, camel's nose under the tent of fear that starts the whole system starting up again. Mm-hmm. And and as much as they would like to control it and do it do with it, it will start to devolve and go in any direction and it becomes authoritarian. It is authoritarian the minute you start yeah. telling people these are the standards we're going to tell you to live by.
0: We keep uh, going here with your phone calls about what you want. Coming up, 800-259-9231. The Seykels CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Hey, we've got a webcam there, and it's free. So you just go to cam.freetalklive.com. Guard was pointing at it just a moment ago. Uh, You go there. You can watch, listen, and interact because the webcam is on the same page as our chat room so you can uh, chat with other listeners at the same time you're enjoying the program and it's all free so go to cam.freetalklive.com and enjoy and thanks the to memory dealers to yeah.
2: memorydealers.com memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel and HP at up to 99% off of list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. They're your your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. It's MemoryDealers.com.
0: We continue with your phone calls. Greg is listening in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Greg. Hey, guys.
7: How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, y'all were talking about homeschool, and uh, my wife and I homeschool our four daughters in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And uh, the probably the meat of Oklahoma homeschoolers are evangelical Christians, and uh, my wife and I are. Uh, but the main organization in uh, Oklahoma, uh, OCHAC, uh, it's an evangelical organization. But the reason my wife and I are part of it really is because their main push is to keep government out of homeschooling. Period. Uh, That's you good. Know, and and i know a lot of people and i've got a cousin that homeschools and uh she's not evangelical they're they're very liberal uh, but the the push is still the same to just keep government out of homeschooling period that's the whole problem with the public education is the government gets in there and screws everything up mm-hmm. so yeah uh, you know i think at least in oklahoma can't speak for the nation that uh, even evangelical christians uh, don't want to meddle or don't want the government to meddle uh, in a homeschooling. Period. So whether you know you're teaching evangelical values or not, uh, our desire is just to keep the government out of our lives to the greatest degree possible. So, well,
2: I, I, uh, I think that what Ian was trying to, uh, to 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 speculate on, and that's really all all he was doing was speculating. What would it be like if the conservatives? Uh, were somehow in control of the public school system. Not really. What do you know, what would evangelical free uh, or, excuse me, evangelical homeschoolers do if they got in charge or or whatever? Because I think that you know homeschoolers have already taken that first step. They've said, "I'm checking out of the system. I'm taking personal responsibility for my kids." They're not the same as the authoritarian type that says, "It's not my kids I'm worried about because they're handled." It's everybody else's. Yeah, it's you my know. neighbor's kid. Those are the yeah. ones you, know, I, I, you hear about them. They hear, you know, you you talk to people. They say, "Well, my concern is for children. I vote for kids first, mm-hmm. which really means I vote for government bureaucrats that uh, you know that that propose programs for kids or whatever. It so it's
1: it's really this this murky murky hey, thing. You know, you guys just brought. I, I guess, s- oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm I'll, sorry. I'll just, i will just.
7: I guess I'm, I'm speaking from my perspective. I guess I want to hope that if the tables were turned that <laughs> that we would be smart enough to uh, hold the same values. But I understand what you guys are saying. I, I'm an independent. I dropped the Republicans years ago because uh, they're just basically uh, – the reverse side of the coin of the liberals and the yeah. democrats
0: mm-hmm. the yeah two, heads, two sides of the same coin guard go ahead with your thoughts well i was just going to say
1: you guys inspired me to think about something as we sort of you know do a thought experiment here remember that story about the uh, the arizona um the arizona religious sect that uh they had accused this one particular guy of being involved with uh, uh child abuse and so on and, and having sex with minors and things like that they dropped the charges in arizona just
2: recently um what's this the one from the uh the fundamentalist yeah Jesus Christ i Latter-day Saints. Uh, yeah, Warren Jeffs? Yeah. They dropped the
1: charges? Yes, they dropped yes. the charges against him. Oh, interesting. And Look it up on startpage.com yeah, I will. And, and this makes me think, not necessarily about education, but it is, it is all sort of under the same umbrella as we talked to you on the phone here, um, as we question whether or not if conservatives were posed with a situation where they thought that uh, there was something that was happening that of which they didn't approve. Now, in this case... Uh, we're looking at uh, a pretty extreme situation, uh, whether or not teenage girls are being forced to Young marry and, girls. yeah, engage in sexual relations with a, an, a, you know, an adult. Um, and that sort of, I think that sort of crystallizes the question as to whether or not people would trust in their social interactions rather than government. Now we've we've all been brought up under the government system and so it's very easy for us to say wow, you know, if there is real abuse going on then the state should intervene. I have come to the position of if I believe that people are good enough to vote for a system that would supposedly protect people, even though it has all sorts of disincentives and can screw up things and the system in Arizona will massively. continue mm-hmm. and these people's lives have been utterly disrupted. Um, I believe that through our social interactions, we can come up with associations with people that would be just as strong uh, in protecting children and educating children well without getting government involved. I'm just throwing that out there. It made me think of that as we talk about education and whether or not we, uh, conservative people, would allow liberal people the same leeway they would like in homeschooling. I thought. Well, you know, I could see some conservatives
0: not really liking what was going on in Arizona, too. It, it just to all depends. And, you know, it's not fair to even really put them all in the same not category because some yes. conservatives are not the same as other conservatives and liberals are not the same as uh, other liberals. So yes. maybe some conservatives, the more authoritarian types, would absolutely yeah. grab that power. And in similar ways, the, uh, the more authoritarian liberals are grabbing for that power, whereas the folks in the middle that just aren't so interested in controlling others wouldn't. So I guess it would Do all that. depend. It's the system that existing is going to always attract those who wish to wield it. That's true. That I, much think, I think is true.
7: I think you guys kind of got it. It's it's kind of your definition of conservative. You know, I mean, uh, I consider myself a, I guess what I would consider a true conservative, not a not a uh, Republican uh, style, mm. you know, uh, authoritarian type conservative. So, uh, you know, when you were talking about that, kind of reminded me of Waco a little bit too.
1: Yeah, we uh, were talking about that off the air. Yeah,
7: uh, you know, those guys. Who really knows what was going on down in Waco?
1: Yeah,
2: I mean,
7: you know, by the time anybody really had a chance to figure anything out, the government had already blown the doors off and burnt the people, and you know, mm. I mean, there's no one left to talk about it really. So, uh, I, I I want to hope that our social interactions and things can take care of that. I think there's always going to be that balance where you have to have some form of government uh, where the social interaction realizes there's a problem. Um, well, if, if I, it's I wouldn't in, propose if it's to fair enough. Then I think I think you've got to have some type of at least collective. Uh, organization or understanding of how you're going to take care of that problem. It's funny I, hearing so a conservative like say that. You know, <laughs> children being molested or something, you know. I'm I
2: wondering. would not propose to know what the future is. Um, I wouldn't propose to be able to say that there will always need to be a form of government because it seems like people are moving on a path towards more liberty as society continues to move along. So I I'd be willing to go with you that it does it seems unlikely to me in my lifetime that we will see a broad geographic area where people are entirely without what we call a coercive form of government today i'm i'm willing to go with you on that but here's the way i kind of look at the waco situation those people have removed themselves from society as best they could and they were living in a different fashion now they're living in a fashion that i find reprehensible if they're doing some of the things that they were uh accused of and i don't know because right. we don't know right but um, – or or the uh, Jesus Christ Latter-day – the fundamentalist Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints mm-hmm. people that, that are in fact doing things that I find reprehensible, which is marrying off 13-year-old girls without much of a choice, mm-hmm. essentially into bondage uh, slavery, it seems to me. However – These kind of things are going on in in places all across the world, and I have no desire, and most people have no desire to send B 2 bombers to uh, carpet bomb places like Papua New Guinea, you know, where girls are, as soon as they, uh, you know, are able to be a woman, they are a woman, and, you know, that kind of thing. And they're married off and arranged marriages and and those kind of things. Exactly the kind of stuff that's going on in Texas, Arizona, and those kind of places with uh, the fundamentalist Jesus Christ Latter day Saints people. So I just assume it's a different society society and if they want to separate themselves that that thoroughly i got nothing to do all with good. them all
0: good yeah i think that voting with your feet is uh, is really going to be critical as uh, the idea of the coercive state starts to, to leave us uh, people should get together with other people who are of like mind it'll reduce the conflict in general and i thank you for the call i appreciate hearing from you tonight greg 800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll free line bring up anything it's free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI. Toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free on the site. So do enjoy those and those other talk show hosts. They want to charge you, so dare to compare. Uh, Take a look at what Free Talk Live offers for free and see what those other guys offer after you pay them 7 bucks a month. (laughs) So, enjoy over at freetalklive.com. Now, then, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is coming up in under two weeks' time, the 24th. So, 10 days uh, from now, the 24th through the 27th. And technically, it really starts several days before the 24th. But nonetheless, it officially runs from the 24th through the 27th at beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, Rogers Campground, right next to the White Mountains. Hundreds, so far over 500 people are registered for this event, and more are expected to just show up that weekend. Uh, hundreds of people who are of a like mindset, people who love freedom, are coming together to the same place to enjoy each other's company, to camp out, to uh, participate in activities, Uh, everything from family stuff to maybe not-so-family stuff. I guess it would depend on your family and (laughs) and what kind of things you are willing to teach your kids. So uh, there's going to be a lot of fun to be had, and it is going to be, I think, an epic Porcupine Freedom yeah, Festival, huge. It's, yeah, it's put on by the uh, the Free State Project. It's done on a yearly basis. We were there last year, and the year, and the year, uh, a couple years before that as well. Free talk live broadcasts live every single night. So, looking forward to seeing you there at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Go to PorkFest2010 dot com to learn more to get registered. Uh, it's still it's still not too late. Uh, you've got right up until PorkFest uh, to get in for the twenty five dollar registration fee. If you that's wait awesome. till the actual event, you have to pay thirty. But, uh, so get your registrations in now. That way they'll have some idea of how many people to expect. And there are uh, ways for you to get uh, like share rides and join a caravan and, and kind of join the Porcupine Freedom Festival excitement before you even get to New Hampshire. So if some of the caravans are passing through your area, you'll be able to, to hop on board with those and have extra fun. Traveling with other like-minded people. You could people. probably just hold a sign says "Pork Fest." On you know, I don't know about that one. Or There are a lot of people going, but I, w- I wouldn't take that 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 chance.
1: Either that, or you could hold one of those signs: "American Recovery Act." You know, one of those big orange signs that they have up there where they're doing work on the highways where they don't really need to do any work and they slow everybody down on the highways. I haven't they,
0: seen this because I don't get around highways uh, I very have to often. go back
1: and forth up there all the time. My brother lives up there and uh, it's just, it's ridiculous wow. not to get onto a different subject, but uh, yeah, you could just hold up one of those American recovery signs and then spray paint over an anarchy symbol <laughs> and hold it and say heading north and people pick you up. One of the
0: other things that you'll find at Porkfest is a lot of stuff that's happening, maybe that's not necessarily on the official schedule. There's a lot on the official schedule, uh, but some of, it is, some of it is, some of it isn't. I don't know if this is on or not, but coming up at Porkfest, Chartarum original motion picture soundtrack by John Shaw. They're going to debut it, and I uh, think Twice Productions brings it to you, including tracks by Liberty activist Hannah Hoffman and The Nothing Project, as well as Scottish gangster rap Epic featuring Touchmaster J and user Mac Friendly. Get your copy at Porkfest, and you'll receive a limited Porkfest commemorative beer mug. Now, I've seen the design for the beer mug. It's, uh, it's kind of scary. Is it Chartarum ish? Yeah, it is very char- Chartarum ish. It's huh. it's definitely in the theme of uh, of the film. So you'll only be able to get that beer mug if you're it's at Portfest. It's Fest.
2: a horror film. So correct, it's a horror beer sign.
0: I uh, is very horror. It's very horrifying. Uh, so you'll see it for yourself at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Portfest2010.com. Let's talk to Zach in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Zach. Zach in Minnesota on the Amplines. Do we have Zach going once? Going yeah. twice? Somebody's there. Hello. Hello, how are hey. you doing? You're on the air, Zach. Go ahead.
8: I uh, just wanted to talk to you folks real quick about videotaping the police. I was listening to you guys on podcasts, so it might be from a couple of people.
3: Um,
8: I just wanted to talk to you guys real quick uh, for everyone else who's out there. Uh, I've been listening to FTL for a while, and I at one time wanted to be a cop. I was going through uh, the college courses and doing some training, and at one time I even worked with an agency getting some on-the-job experience. Um, but now I have moved on, and I'm not pursuing that career anymore. But I still – these topics still kind of keep my curiosity. Um, have either of the three of you ever personally videotaped the police while doing Liberty Movement activities?
0: Oh, multiple times. Yes. I have
8: and, uh, not. And what not. is the reception usually?
0: Depends on where you are. Uh, if you're here in Keene, they're pretty cool with it. They are fairly used to the activists here being armed with video cameras. Occasionally, they will want you to move away from, uh, from the scene beyond a certain point. Uh, that's, uh, that's occasional, but usually we can get in pretty close.
2: Um, I did it very early on in the uh, sort of uh, liberty movement here in Keene, and uh, the reception was very poor. Uh, they hadn't gotten used to it at that point, mm-hmm. and it was the it was the people early on that got them used to it that now they're, you know, now it's no no big deal at all.
0: Well, why do you ask, Zach? Well, um,
8: what got me thinking about this issue and why I called in was uh, the story you played a couple days ago from Cop, uh with the two— Um, gun enthusiasts, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, The ones who were in the city park and were harassed for no reason.
0: Yeah, they were open carrying, and the cops uh, decided to throw them out of the park.
8: Yeah, and uh, just the unprofessionalism of the police officer uh, is what really caught me off guard. He was the
1: assistant chief of police.
8: I suppose I can understand on just a basic... Human level, the feeling of the invasion of privacy. Even though we all know that they cannot reasonably expect privacy working in the public sector, but I can still understand their knee-jerk reaction to having a camera shoved in their
0: face. Well, now wait a minute. I don't know and, if there was a camera on that scene. You're talking about the uh, the story where there were two guys open carrying in the park. The cops showed up and demanded they leave. There was audio from that, but I don't know if well, that I, audio was I'm taken. I'm talking from...
8: in general now, not about that. I only brought up that case to demonstrate that sometimes they're, okay. they're not always cooperative when it comes to video recording. Certainly and like there that. have
0: been plenty of uh, examples of this online where somebody pulls out a camera around a cop doing something bad and the cop turns their attention to the person with the camera and right. decides to go after but them. So what certainly. I don't
1: understand is, do you actually think that, that these, these police officers actually presume some semblance of a sense of privacy when they're out there on the job? Well, I
8: think they forget for just a split second that they are working in a public sector job, yeah. and their, their personal feeling of privacy almost feels invaded, and yeah. they react, right. and now there's no turning back. Now they have to, otherwise they're going to be you know, flip-flopping and they're going to look weak. Mm-hmm. So once yeah. they decide to be offended, they're, there's they no gotta turning back. they got to take it all back. the way.
1: Right, yeah. right. That's an interesting take psychologically, yeah. And, and and maybe as they see this happen more, they get used to it, and they realize, hey, look, it, it makes them realize, yeah, we are always in the public eye.
0: Well, they know that they look they look better when they just allow the person to record as opposed to getting all up in the cameraman's face and making a fool of themselves and then having that go all over YouTube. They seem to learn their lesson fairly quickly, but it requires consistent effort on the part of the activists. We've seen that when the activists back down, when they're challenged by the state agents, that uh, this, you know the state holds its ground and the, the activists need to, if they want to advance liberty, if they want to advance the freedoms that they are supposed to even have from their their own the government's own constitution they have to make the stand and one of the areas the activists have not made that stand is uh, in the video using video cameras in the court lobby uh, up here in new hampshire they uh, they have not really held firm on that one and as a result it is still uh, it's still banned and they still threaten people over it but if enough people were to go and disobey that one they wouldn't be able to do anything yeah they wouldn't be able to handle it So So
8: has anyone been convicted of any sort of electronic surveillance in New Hampshire?
0: And then no, they won't
2: do that because what they'll do is they'll get you for disorderly conduct or resisting or impeding an officer or something like that because it's no longer just the um, the issue of uh, recording. Once the police officer tells you you must put that away and you don't, the voice of God, and then when you don't. Clearly, you've disobeyed God and you must be punished. And so, you know, there you go.
0: So that's what's actually that's what's in the midst of happening right now. Uh, If you listen to yesterday's show, the Sunday only Internet uh, Sunday Internet only edition with Curtis, Carla and uh, William, all three of them have been charged with various different things. Curtis, uh, excuse me, William and Carla charged with uh, wiretapping. So essentially recording the video, video recording the cops. They were charged with wiretapping. Carla's charge has been dropped. So it's possible the county attorney could bring it back. So it hasn't been dropped with prejudice or something like that. I don't know all the legal terms, so I could be getting that wrong. I
8: suppose, I suppose what I would ask the police is, what is the first line they say when they ask, can I search your car, you say no, what is the cop going to say? What do
0: you have to hide? Right. I wonder yeah.
8: if anyone has asked them that flat out.
0: They wouldn't answer. But um, if you if you did ask them, they they certainly wouldn't answer. And so what uh, what's transpiring with William? They've dropped Carlos' charges. I think maybe because they didn't want to go after a girl. Uh, but with William, who is facing the same charge, they've added charges to him. What you were talking about, Mark, where they added some of the nonsensical... conduct. Yeah, that crap. And, yeah. I don't remember exactly what they added, but it was that kind of category of nonsense. And so they're probably likely going to drop the wiretapping charge down the line and pursue the other ones and get a conviction. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Zach. I appreciate hearing from you. Hour number three, although hopefully they won't get a conviction... Because hopefully the activists will turn out in in such a manner that will dissuade those folks. But we will find out. We're going to have some very interesting court cases uh, a little later on this year. Coming up, Hour 3 is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. site allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air. You can go to uh, freetalklive.com, create your own account. And then if you find something you think's pretty neat on the Internet, you can just take that link. And submit it to our website. And if it's already in our database, it'll pop up and let you know, oh, it's already here. You can just vote on it. But if it's not there, it goes into our database and then shows up for our other listeners to cast their vote on what you submitted. And they can vote it up or down. And then uh, the system looks at all the different totals of everything that's on the site and determines which is the most popular and puts it there at the very front and top page of our website. So head on over to freetalklive.com to get interactive. And, this, of course, the stuff that makes it to the top and the front of our website means we're more likely to see it and more likely to talk about it. It's kind of yes. like being able to vote on what we're going to talk about on the air. Kind of, yeah. except without any sort of guarantees. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to be tied to saying, well, we'll guarantee we'll talk about the first thing, top thing on our website every single day. Because, well, that could mean people would start gaming the system to say, well, okay, if we, we just voting. get our article to the top, yeah. then they'll talk about it. Yeah. So I don't want that. Uh, and it is the still the show is about your phone calls. If we open up the show and people are just calling in the whole time, we're ne- we'll never get to uh, something from our website. That's true. So if you want something to be discussed, the best way to do it is to call in, 800-259-9231, but the website's a great tool, because even if what you want to be discussed doesn't make it on the air, you still get it in front of other listeners who can see it and vote on it and read it and comment on it and stuff like that. So I want to go to the email box. I had an email come in over the weekend. Uh, by somebody who is a financial supporter of the show who is no longer a financial supporter of the show. Someone who has withdrawn his, mm. uh, his Free Talk Live Ampage. The amplifier program stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a way that we allow our listeners to uh, help us get more Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country. And I think it works pretty darn well. I mean, we get a few thousand bucks in per month from a few hundred listeners, and we take that and we reinvest it into the show. However, at some point... Some people are ready to kind of move on from Free Talk Live. Not everybody can stay with this show forever because, well... People's tastes change, interests change. Yeah, sure.
2: Think about your radio listening habits over the years. I I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh all the time. Now I rarely catch
0: it. I used to listen to Glenn Beck all the time. Now I rarely catch it. Some people will listen for a while and they'll tune out. They'll listen to something else and they'll come back and listen for a while. take a break, do something different. Right. So you don't know what everybody's going to do and everybody's got to do whatever's right for them. And this is what Jason has to say. Guys, I'm sorry to do this, but I'd like to cancel my AMP subscription. I've been listening to Free Talk Live less and less and to Free Domain Radio more and more. I'm finding much more value in Stefan Molyneux's philosophy, and now that I'm more familiar with the freedom philosophy, FTL's approach to many issues has become frustrating for me. I understand I really cannot blame you or Mark directly for your choice of subject matter or approach to callers' topics, especially since I haven't found the time to call in myself and address the issues. However, I also recognize as a popular radio show, your approach must necessarily be different to attract audiences, and so I cannot fault you for the medium you work in. If I tried to call in and raise these points, it would quickly become tedious and less interesting for your average listener. Well, that's what he thinks. I chose to read this on the air because I want to <laughs> get into some of the meat of one. Because of, he's critiquing us, saying that our, his, our approach has become frustrating for him. So what is frustrating about our approach? What specifically? That's what he gets into here. A quick example, he says, though I won't belabor the point. About a month ago, you addressed the question of racism in a free society. This was during the whole Rand Paul thing. Mm. Uh, wouldn 't there be pockets of ultra racist society wouldn 't that flourish and you answered logically, of course, but you would have a chance to remove your participation from those markets from those communities. You would simply shun and avoid them. Let the racists be racist they 'll probably have to amend their ways in order to be successful
2: and i think that's, uh, I, I think that 's largely true. I was uh, the other day because uh, that 's what we allegedly said right, to. at the optometrist's office i don 't know whichever one is the the more doctor sorts, optometrist. I don't know the, the, the difference when ophthalmologist and optometrists. Oh, yeah, I don't either. Um, but I was at one of their offices, and I'm sure they had both of them on staff. And I was just thinking about, you know, what's it take to keep an office running and what kind of margins do businesses make? And if you look at the amount of money that a business takes in versus the guy in charge the guys in charge, what they take home, yeah. you know, the, the fact is they might be taking home Five percent of the gross totals that they make, tops, tops. And if you were to cut down the amount of business, say you, I, "We're not serving black people." And black people are 18 percent of the population nationwide. Obviously, that differs geographic areas or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're just cutting out 18 percent of the population. We're not going to do business with them. And that's sort of the suggestion um, that we were talking about. You know, that would be sort of here in Arizona and the the Rand Paul uh, slip up thing about the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964 or whatever. Um then you're cutting out a certain segment of the population. How are you going to compete against the ophthalmologist office or optometrist office across the way that says, we'll take anyone?
0: Well, also, you're going to lose people like me. Who will hear that news and say, well, I'm never going to so-and-so sure. uh, racist ophthalmologist ever again. On
2: top of that, you will if you hear that news and then you have to be sure to check it and be very plugged in. But at the very least – and chances are good if you're, if you're excluding black people, you're excluding uh, Mexicans and because you're, you're, a, bigot you're a bigot across bigot. the board. Yeah. So how much of uh, – I don't know what the percentages are of just minorities, ethnic minorities in the United States. I don't know how you're going to find out the Golden Blatts and, and all the other the, – uh, the Jewish people out there if you're going to just sort of pick people's names gardner your last name's goldstein but you're not Gold, jewish goldsmith goldsmith, goldsmith excuse yeah, yeah. me uh, so yeah, the, you're exactly. not jewish and it's, yeah. so it's impossible to tell these things yeah. uh, so i mean i i don't know how you can run a business by cutting out ethnic portions of well,
1: i know you want to get right back to the to the letter i just want to mention that uh, we had, i had the opportunity to have a great conversation with a guy who had posted something on youtube about this his name's jerry mcclellan And uh, uh, I just emailed Jerry through YouTube and asked him some questions. And one of the questions uh, on which I concentrated, and I'll I'll talk about this later if we have any time, is uh, I think the inevitable question of, yeah, sure, you can say that markets will out. uh, But I think you need to address questions of what if uh, someone were in a very highly racist population area – That's where we're coming to next. Exactly. So I'm going to pull back a little bit, but uh, we got to address that in our podcast. So he
0: says, great so far. Then when asked about withdrawing your economic support from Arizona in reaction to their recent anti-immigration laws, as some have suggested, your answer was somewhere along these lines. Well, you can't really blame the businessman down there for Arizona's legislative action since we don't live in a free society yet. Therefore, shunning the entire state of Arizona would be hurting potentially virtuous businesses that don't have a choice in the matter. He says that was our answer. I think he's fairly accurate uh, in in saying that Uh, because I'm not willing to punish a business for their physical geographic location and for the the criminal gang that uh, that rules over that geographic location. It's not their fault. Uh, I have trouble reconciling. So here's his issue. I have trouble reconciling these two approaches. Either people should be voting with their feet and their money or they shouldn't. In a free society where a racist town naturally arose, there is the possibility that several stores on Main Street will be run by old folks who don't have the means to change their business or move away from that market. One could make your same argument. Wouldn't it be wrong to put old Grandpa Bill out of business when he is ignorant slash incapable of changing his situation because his town has become overrun by Nazis? When voting with one's money and feet, one cannot worry about those being affected who are ignorant of their situation their ignorance is not your responsibility acting morally is your only concern and allowing your money to support an economy that doesn't allow people to be free is by definition morally troublesome given your approach to these issues i shouldn't try to influence anyone with my money and business until we live in a purely free society this logic doesn't hold water to me we need to start living free now to spur the evolution of consciousness says, perhaps I'm confused with an issue like this, but I find more and more that Mark and your arguments turn all too often to the argument from effect and not from consistent moral choices. So basically he's saying that he's more moral because he would boycott all of the businesses within the political designation known as Arizona because of what some people in politics uh, in government have decided to do. And I think there's some serious faults in what what he he does is he
1: tries to draw an analogy to if you are arguing in favor of the free society where people can congregate through their own free will and form their own social relationships, somewhere down the line there might occur uh, a situation where the majority of those people in that small community might act in a particular way where there's a tiny minority that would be put at harm in harm's way if you no longer wanted to associate with those people
0: let's come back and get into the uh, the details here because i think there's some serious flaws in what he's saying uh we'll come back 800-259-9231 dig in a bit and take your phone calls about what you want as well this is free talk live
2: have you ever wished that you could buy sell and trade in silver in your community Del Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Del Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups, where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DelValleySilver.com. DelValleySilver.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you all the features there, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including our archives. If you've missed a moment, just click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the site. And if you click to the podcast, you can go all the way back to 2009, free at freetalklive.com. And HostGator
2: is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want to create a personal blog or complete e-commerce business websites, you can let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Uh, you can create your very own website with their free website builder tools and templates. Use code FTL, that's FTL is in freetalklive, and sign up today at HostGator.com to get your first month Completely free. It's hostgator.com, code FTL.
0: All right, so we've got an email here from a listener, uh, Jason, who is saying sayonara, uh, Free Talk Live. He's, he's appreciated uh, where he's come from. He appreciates that Free Talk Live helped him get to where he is, and he's moving on. Uh, he's moving on to uh, to take his money his, – uh, his amp money from the show and uh, give it to another show, uh, Stefan Molyneux, who I, I've got a lot of respect for the guy. I put him on the Liberty Radio Network because I like his stuff. I think he's a brilliant man. I think Stefan Molyneux is uh, probably one of the the, the most pre- preeminent, prominent thinkers in the liberty movement today. He'll, in fact, be, I, I think, giving the opening yeah. speech at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up this uh, – in a couple of weeks here that yeah. we've been talking so much about yeah. And he's—it's more of an intellectual show, clearly. I mean, he's—he's a, he's a brilliant guy. He's a philosopher, and his show is about philosophy and ideas and things like that. And and Free Talk Live is a more mainstream radio show. So Stefan Molyneux is likely, you know, not going to get his show on mainstream radio stations anytime soon. But there's a certain uh, audience that's attracted to a more cerebral kind of discussion, and guard, you're one of those guys. I consider you in the, you know, the realm of the the Stéphane Molyneux as far as your your Thanks. intellect. I mean, you're you're a brilliant man. Thanks, man. Uh, you, you raise the intellectual quotient on the show uh, significantly <laughs> when uh, when you're here, even, and even during commercial breaks when I'm doing Barry Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we won't tell any of you. We your, can't uh, talk about that now. Yeah. So um, just look him up.: So he's giving <laughs> us his reasons, like why it is that FTL doesn't feel right to him anymore, that, that he gets more from this other show than he does for Free Talk Live. And so I want to get into his reasons here, because I think there's a flaw with, uh, at least one flaw, maybe more, uh, with, with what he's talking about. He's talking about this proposal that some people have made that Arizona businesses be boycotted because of the decisions that the political class made about passing this uh, identification bill. This has been the proposal that has been put on the table, right. and, and I oppose
1: that. And, and just as an aside, we mentioned in the last production, uh, last last week, when, um, when we have a supposed representative government, uh, you run into these problems. That's why terrorists will kill civilians, because Americans, supposedly, yeah. are the ones who are represented by their own government. And yeah. so in Arizona, well, it's the Arizona government, so... Why not go? Why not, uh, you know, uh, not go down there? Because the, it's the people who put that government in place.
2: Well, why not bomb Iran? Because Iran's, uh, you know, political process, the, their, their organization that runs the place wants to build these nuclear weapons. And they are, they, you know, the organization called the United States of America. Well, I don't government. think this
0: guy would advocate bombing. Anything. No, I'm sure
2: he wouldn't. But it's the same thought process. Right.
0: Well, let, let me look really into what he's saying without going off okay. into a different direction like that. Um, what he's pointing out here is that, okay, well, he comes up with this kind of theoretical situation where, all right, so you've got all these people that have left, these liberty-minded people that have left, but there's some old people that are still there. For whatever reason, they're running their own business, but they can't afford to leave. This,
1: this is within you the know. private social sphere paradigm that we often promote.
0: Well, OK, it's, it's in a different kind of world where people yeah. – not, not that much different, though, from today, where people have just left Arizona. The people that love freedom have left Arizona except for some old people that still are on Main Street. And so they're surrounded by a bunch of bigots running businesses there that won't serve uh, Mexicans, that kind of thing. But these good old folks, they're still there. They still want to you know, serve whoever it is that uh, they want to.
2: Well, it, it maybe that's the, the, the scenario that he's come up with. But, I mean, he was addressing the scenario today. Should we boycott Arizona Today, All products from, and people and, and services from Arizona today. Is that not so?
0: Well, what he, he's using it to explain his viewpoint, and he says that when voting with one's money and feet, one can't worry about those being affected who are ignorant of their situation. Their ignorance is not your responsibility. Acting morally is your only concern and allowing your money to support an economy, meaning spending money at the old person's store because they still love freedom or maybe they're just ignorant, or whatever, would somehow benefit the entire economy of Arizona because, well, you know, the tax um, taxes are going to be paid, and so that money's going to go to the government people, or it's somehow going to in, end up in the pockets of the bigots, uh, is is immoral, is what he's saying. And so to that, I would say that the most obvious flaw is that, well, if that's the case, then you shouldn't be spending your money anywhere where it could be taken by people who would do immoral things with it, right? Because whether it's the next-door business owner who comes to the grand, uh, you know, the, uh, the old person, person's store and buys a cup of or, uh, you know, gets a cup of coffee and, you know, or somehow gets money from rather, excuse me, the old people come to him and they do business with let's say a vendor uh, to the old people is a racist. And they're just in this town. They're just trying to do the best they can. But they've got to buy from racist vendors, right? Because they're in a town full of racists. And so you uh, this guy's saying, well, I wouldn't spend money with them because they've got racist vendors. And so therefore, I'm just going to not spend any money with those folks. Screw them. It's their fault for living there. That's what he's saying. He's saying that's the moral thing to do. Well, if it's immoral to support a business who is in some way served by other people who have a different morality set than you do, then wouldn't it also be as the same situation to basically say, well, I'm no longer going to spend money with any businesses because there's some criminal gang that comes in and takes money from them and uses it to kill people around the world? That's what the government does. So what, why is it any different? Why, why is it any different spending money uh, with your next door business, the, the, the business it, next door that's giving money to the government, as opposed to spending money with old mom and pop down in Arizona that happen to have racists as their customers or racists as their vendors? Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know uh, if absolutely. I have made it clear. It,
1: it, all, it all becomes diffused after a while and, and the money is spread around. And you can't stop the flow of this currency one way or the other because the exchanges are going to happen. And you really, it's virtually impossible
0: to stop these things. How about this one? How about, like, if you had a way to do business with somebody in Cuba, let's say that uh, you've got a connection to where you can get some Cuban cigars, but Cuba is lorded over by these sick, power-mongering freaks who, when they get the opportunity, if they come across some of the money this uh, person selling you the cigars has, uh, has sold you, you know, that they, they've got in their possession, they're going to take it. That money's going to go to the Castro's the regime. And the, right, it's going to go to the bad guys. <laughs> some right. of that money's going to end up going to some bad guys. Does that mean you shouldn't do business with anyone in Cuba? No, I think you should do business with people in Cuba so that they can get a little taste of what it's like to have some money, so that they might like the idea of free exchange. But he's <laughs> saying that's immoral, Mark. He's saying it's immoral for you to do business with anybody that might be doing business in a uh, in an area where people are doing naughty things that you well, disagree with. I just
2: See? I ignore, basically ignored the email. I read a portion of it and I realized that it was going off on some tangent that I didn't care about. If the guy says he wants to uh, support some other radio show,
0: especially one that I like, I, I'm in support of that, and that's just kind of my. I'm not saying it. I don't wait. wait I don't, I'm not saying I don't yeah. support what he's doing. I mean, fine. It's, you know, to, It's the, put this particular
1: example of the issue that becomes very interesting to sort of extrapolate it and try to figure out, well, is his argument in this particular instance in the email, is it valid? Right. Or is it not it, valid? I don't
0: think it's valid at all because what he's saying is I am making an immoral choice by, doing, by continuing to do business with somebody who's in a political designation known yes. as Arizona because yes. of what some politicians have decided. Right. I, I'm not. I don't see how that's any more or less immoral than doing business with anybody anywhere else, where there are politicians who decide things that I dislike. I've got business to attend to. I don't have to be. Uh, I don't want to concern myself too much with who's robbing money or who's doing business on the other side with that businessman. I'm concerned with the businessman I'm dealing with, and I can't concern myself beyond that much further. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and uh, features there include listening options, our news updates. You can get... Kept in the loop as to what's going on with Free Talk Live when you get on our news list. And there are different ways to do it. You can either sign up for our emailed updates. You can join our Facebook profile. You can also follow us on Twitter. So whichever way is best for you or all three of them if you want. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. It's free, of course. That's news.freetalklive.com. And uh,
2: there's a, 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 there's a product that I um, use to to lose weight, and it's called Lumithin Plus, and it's been working for me, and I think it may very well work for you. It won't give you those freaked out jitter, jitters that you get from uh, all the stimulants out there, and uh, it's it's priced so that you can spend less than a dollar a day to lose the weight you've been trying to get rid of. You don't have to do the gym thing, you don't have to do the the dieting thing, because for me those those things weren't working lumithinplus.com it is a uh, it's a great product working for me lumithinplus.com
0: Alright, so we're talking about uh, the issue of morality here and Jason has emailed in explaining why he just doesn't feel comfortable listening to Free Talk Live anymore. It's just He, he appreciates uh, the show and he points out that we, we brought him to the ideas of liberty and he, you know, he really has appreciation for Free Talk Live but just doesn't feel like he connects uh, with our viewpoint anymore. And, and he talks about how uh, he thinks Stefan Molyneux he says, I would encourage you strongly to uh, study Stefan more closely. He is as far as I can tell the standard bearer of truth and morality for individuals concerned with freedom, I think it's statements like that that uh, that make people wonder if Stefan Molyneux is uh, is running a cult. And we've asked Stefan about this uh, on the air, and he's a nice guy, and he <laughs> really totally he handles guy. it really well. But but a statement like that, like if somebody ever said something like that about me, I would be just, uh, just scared and by te- that.
2: And Stefan doesn't like it either. Uh, right. And and I mean, <laughs> you know, I think he does a great podcast, but it. There's a cult of personality aspect to it. When people say that, and they've said it to me more than one time, that somehow I need to to study this man's uh, philosophies and go after what he's going after uh, more so, uh, you know, look, you like him. That's great. Yeah. I got it. But – if you can't make the if you can't make the argument, then please don't send me to somebody else who can. It's the same thing as oh, read this book. I'm not going to read that book, man. And I think no,
0: so- there are a billion books out there, and I'm not reading the one you suggested. Some sometimes, uh, and, and the few times we've had discussions about what Stefan Molyneux says, we always hear it through the the grapevine, right? Same and with the, Alex Jones, right? Well, the one time we talked to we talked to Stéphane, We've talked to Stefan more than once, but mm-hmm. recently, once when we spoke with him, I asked him about. Well, people have been saying this about what you've said. Is that true? And uh, it wasn't really interpreted. Whatever he was saying wasn't being interpreted right. So maybe he's not interpreting what he would say. But I do know that Stefan is the kind of guy who, uh, at least my understanding of, of him and, and some of the things that he, I've heard him say, uh, and please, you guys that are Freedom main radio addicts, call in and correct me if I'm wrong about this. But uh, but I always got the impression that Stefan was more than happy to you know cut off somebody who he considered to be you know morally reprehensible. If if it's even if it's a family member, right? Like he doesn't have that attachment to family. If family is is uh, is bad, he I'm I would think Stefan would say just cut him off. You know you've got to focus on the people that you you care about. You've got to focus on the people that uh, that have a, a similar belief system. You've got to do the moral thing. And I'm all for morality. I just don't see this as uh, as being a moral issue because. The, the uh, emailer here, Jason, is talking about all of this difficulty that one would have to go through to cut off any involvement with anybody who might do business in an area in which there are undesirable elements that are interacting with that business. So if you're going to cut off Arizonan businesses because they happen to live in an arbitrary political designation where they're being robbed by a gang that has set a, a different set of rules than you might uh, otherwise have in your political uh, designation – Okay, does that mean you will no longer do business with all of the people who live in New Mexico but run their businesses in Arizona? Yeah, you know, we were talking or the reverse. What about if uh, they live in New Mexico, or excuse, live in Arizona and run their business in New Mexico? Can you do business with them, or is that off limits because they're going to take some money back and spend it on uh, on Arizona property taxes?
1: We we were discussing off the air how there comes a point where you reach a limit in being able to control the various vectors out of which your money will then be respent when you deal with a business person and i said you know you could buy a soda from a soda vending machine that is run by a guy who buys kitty porn and you don't know it and how would you you don't, yeah so there, there are just something so secondary are beyond, and tertiary
2: um, exactly. sort of financial exchanges you don't know. they're
1: impossible to control exactly and 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 i think a little bit later on in that email when and we were going through a, a little bit this of this uh, during the commercial break is he starts to he poses a question about the private society where he, he says that if there were a mom-and-pop store that were in a private, free-market town that had become overrun with Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, but they couldn't leave for some reason. Yes, but they couldn't leave for some reason because they were too old or too ignorant or uh, impo- they couldn't get out of there. Um, would you? How would you feel about doing business with those people? And I'd be... I. I wouldn't have a problem doing business
0: with wouldn't those bother people me at all. all. What I'm concerned with is how they run their business right. and the product that they're offering. If their product is a better product at a better price than what I can get locally by my freedom-loving friends who happen to be surrounded by freedom-loving people right. in their freedom society, I'm still going to go with the better product at the better price run by a business that, uh, that is, I think, run morally. Now, now let's, say, let's say you
1: had conversations with these people. I'm not going to do say, that. Let's, let's say you had conversations. You're going to pay more?
2: Yes. I pay more all the time. The I, pay more, I pay more for milk because I believe that it is uh, morally produced than milk that I get in the store. I can get a better product for, for
0: less. I'm going to get the better product for less.
2: That's fine, dude. Lots of people make decisions for lots of different Am reasons. Am I immoral you for look doing at,
0: that? Well, you look, you look at these arguments no, about No, you're a Chinese, cheapskate. You're a yeah. skin flint. It's not being a cheapskate. It's giving my pro- uh, my my uh, customers, the best pros- possible price. I I I I perf- I believe
2: you should, uh, you know, should vote with your dollars when you're dealing with something. But I don't think you're a bad
0: person for choosing to do it because I don't think you. Can if I can this, get stuff. a better deal halfway across the world that's what I'm going to do. But, I don't but care if course, they're close. But of course, the you, dealer's you would
1: make choices, for example, if you knew that a product had been made by slave labor.
0: Right. Wait, well, hold yeah, on. Th- that's the point that
2: I'm trying to make here. You would buy something made by slave no, labor?
0: sir. I was telling you it has to be a, a company that's running um, But that's abys- the
2: point. W- that's the reason why I buy the milk that I buy. I buy milk that's, um, you know, made by grass-fed cows that get to go out in the pasture and eat their, cow- eat their uh, grass and stuff like that, mm-hmm. as opposed to cows that are kept in little stalls. Is that why
0: you do it i thought you did it because you like the taste better well i do it for a variety of oh, okay. reasons gotcha. I, I i think
2: the reason we started it is because uh raw milk is better for the the baby when we made formula and then we started drinking it and it's okay. fine and i looked into all kinds of reasons and that's one of the reasons that i like mm-hmm. about it
0: so it was actually best for the baby this was your motivating factor but but you guys yeah you guys have a lot of different factors that you do weigh
1: let's say, you know, sure. price uh, and morality and all these types of things. What, what I'm saying here is if, if in his example, in his email, uh, this particular person uh, says that there are a couple mom and pop stores in this free market town that has become overrun with Nazis and in our paradigm would be shunned by people like us, uh, would we still do business with those people? Uh, there are a number of other options that appear. For example, if – if, for example, those people would like to move out, but they just can't, and we know that by continuing to associate with them, we're providing uh, them the opportunity to do, continue to do business with these Nazi people or whatever, and they're, they're helping the Nazi people get products that they want, the best pizza around or whatever, and we happen to love this pizza, well, maybe we might actually try to help them move out. Or that sort of
0: thing. There are other options that appear. Uh, But then we get to the next uh, moral question, right? So, no. no, Remember, we're in this ludicrous scenario because, well, that's where we have to be in order to discuss an, uh, an issue like this. The ludicrous scenario that somehow older people who would be running a business in a town that was overrun by Nazis wouldn't be able to afford the bus ticket to leave. I think that's pretty ludicrous. But let's go ahead and play in this scenario. So you've got this old couple on a main street and they're in a whole town full of Nazis and racists and bigots. How are you going to get them out of there unless you're going to hire a moving company that's run by Nazis and bigots? So, I mean, would it be immoral for you to give the moving company a thousand dollars so they can move this, uh, you know, nice old couple out of the racist town to come to the free society? And equating, would that it, be to immoral? Aris,
1: equating it to the Arizona situation uh, is just not appropriate. I think
0: it seems like it'd be plenty immoral. It'd be the last thousand dollars ever spent on those Nazis in that one town. <laughs> I'd be happy to do something like that if we were in such a ludicrous scenario in the first place. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. is free talk live only moments remain enough time for your call if you make it now eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one 259 9231 tonight it's ian and guard and mark join us on our website at freetalklive.com and you can enjoy all the features there for free if you like the show and you want to help support free talk live be an amplifier for amp uh, for three bucks a month at amp.freetalklive.com we'll take that money reinvest it into the show And get on more radio stations around the country. Bring more internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up to help us advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. Amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too, like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, forum, and more. The podcast as well, Amp Only podcast. Go and get the details. Get signed up. Any major credit card, PayPal, alternative options available. Amp.freetalklive.com. To John in Texas. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Gardner and Mark. Hey, guys. How are you? What's on your mind tonight?
9: Gulf of Mexico. Uh, I know this kind of may be taking a 180-degree departure from where the conversation was. Oh, no
0: worries. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Go ahead.
9: Yeah. Uh, I'm about 175 miles as a crow flies from the uh, Texas Gulf Coast. All right. Anyway, and, of course, this issue is... uh, very much on the forefront of my mind. And I recently saw some videos on YouTube that uh, really brought home some things. One was uh, a news anchor from a local New Orleans TV station who was in Grand Isle State Park on the beach. Uh, He was approaching a group of the cleanup crew when he was uh, stopped by two guys with TALON, T-A-L-O-N, TALON security, and told that he could not proceed any further down the beach or talk to these people or talk to the workers or anything like that. Um, And the TALON security refused to say who they were being employed by.
6: Hmm, okay.
9: And uh, a sheriff's deputy pulled up, and he went. Finally, the uh, anchor, the reporter, was allowed to go talk to these people, to these cleanup crew. And, of course, the security guys were right there going, you don't have to say anything. Just tell them you don't want to be interviewed. And to the man, in unison, they all said they don't want to be interviewed and put their head down. And the news anchor walked off. And this is dovetailing to reports that are coming out of the Grand Isle area that people are scared to talk. They have been threatened by authorities not to speak.
0: So now, is this video footage you're referring to?
9: Yes. It's a, it, this is actual newscast. This, the video footage I'm referring to right now is an actual television station broadcast that was put up on YouTube.
1: We should uh, see if you can link over to that over at the uh, Free Talk Live website. That'd yeah, I'm very interested to see. I'm very interested to see. I've decide. heard about
0: this, though. I right. have heard yeah, about this. Yeah, we heard, we right, heard right. something about it last yeah. week, and uh, it sounded really questionable because the only guy yeah. that was saying anything about it was a, a UFO investigator. But now you're saying there's actually, no, saying no, there's there's actually the, video footage.
9: This is, this is footage. This is, you know, the guy from the television station. So how does one right.
0: find this footage? Where's the, where does one go to? Uh,
9: um, I found it on a site. Uh, of a YouTube channel called Show Me Babies S H O W M E B B Y
0: B B Y Show Me B B Y All right, right. Uh, they can't. Okay, you may. You might be misspelling it S H O W M E B B Y. It's not finding that.
9: Well, that's the uh, subscriber, and then you. It's under his videos.
0: Hmm. Is it show me Baby B A B Y? No,
9: no. No? It's it's like B B Y.
0: Yeah, I can't. It's not there, man.
9: Well, uh, it's W Z.
0: Tell you what. How about this? Post it over to uh, if you've got a link to it. Yeah, I can
9: post it. It's it's a real thing. I can post it. Post
0: post it it over the Free Talk Live BBS, or better yet, post it on the front page of our our website. That's probably the best idea. Go to freetalklive.com. Now,
9: guys, there's also another video, and this was from AP. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was of divers diving on in the Gulf in the affected area along the rigs, and these divers are scientific divers, and they've been checking the ecosystems on these rigs you know for a number of years and What was very telling and very disturbing about the video that here was it showed in the first thirty feet of water. That there's like virtually no life whatsoever, and about eighty percent of your marine life thrives in the first 30 feet of water because of the sunlight and, and
0: everything okay i think I, I think I found the video you're talking about PB oil equals British invasion and Talon security uploaded yep. by the show me BBY. Uh, right, the, right. The word V right. in front of it that uh, I was not aware of. So I'll take a look at that uh, when when uh, when I get a chance here off the air and and see what uh, see what they say. But basically, what what are you suggesting is going on here? What do you think is happening?
9: I think we have a very very serious situation. I don't think anyone questions that. My problem is we are not being given the factual information by BP and the federal government, local government, maybe in some cases, to make educated decisions on what needs to be done and what, need, and what people need to do. That's probably I, a I, true
0: statement. I would say that's probably true. I mean, my,
9: fear, my fear is the gases that are being released from this oil, as it comes on shore and the volume that it is coming on shore is going to create serious health problems for, a major, for, for major segments of the population. Hmm. And we're not being given the facts and the information to allow people to make decisions, make preparations to do what they need to do to protect themselves.
0: John, I, want to appreciate, I appreciate your call, and I thank you for giving us a heads up. We'll take a look at that information. I, uh, again, thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. It's probably true that uh, with the, the way the BP was in bed with the government, uh, it's probably pretty true that they're not giving you the full there, story. Here
1: are a couple things that are going down. One thing is we know that the numbers that they're feeding us regarding how much oil is coming out, Who's controlling that information? You have BP, the corporation, Mm -hmm. that is allowed in there by the federal government, is rented that land by the federal government, uh, is forced out there because of, of course, the environmental uh, lobby pushing them that far out. Rented the land by
0: managers that don't give a damn about it. Exactly,
1: exactly, the government. And the government comes out with their numbers. Um, neither of them has an incentive to be honest about how much they're losing. In sure. fact, they've got disincentives for that. And uh, so that's one thing. So we know that that that's a complete mess. And they don't allow outside arbiters to come in. Uh, right. This is not only the this is the more this is an, another example of a story that I've heard before where so anybody the third is party to get wants in. to come in exactly. and
0: investigate and, and check their claims and right. say, "Well, that's nonsense." Uh they're not allowed to. They're being kept away by these private security agents allegedly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you had a private paradigm, obviously, it would be completely different. Uh, in order to be able to go out and do the work. You wouldn't be thinking about uh, the various states that would be involved and all these things. You'd be thinking about private property interests and businesses on the coastline and other interests that wanted to use the water for their own purposes. And it would have to be worked out through an insurance paradigm and private market interests serving the customers and the private property owners in the area. And there would be addressability. There would be a a much greater safety factor. Uh, Not saying that you would be able to solve all the problems and cut all the risks. Yeah, I guarantee you wouldn't be able to solve all the Absolutely. problems. Absolutely, but you're damn well right, sure, that you would be getting at least some sort of addressability because it, you you know that 90% of the people who are involved with all this stuff are not going to lose their jobs or lose any money over any of this stuff. 90 plus percent. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. All right. So the toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. So back to the discussion of morality briefly here as we as we wrap up the program Our emailer Jason says, you guys are awesome and responsible for converting me to freedom in the first place. Initially, this was because I recognized your allegiance to consistency and morality. Now that I've become more attuned to the philosophy, it seems you've lately only remained consistent when it comes to physical violence and aggression the military the police state. On grayer issues, you tend to avoid the really tricky moral conversations and fall back into arguments from effect or your own personal opinions. Logical contradictions have been popping up more and he uh, uses the example of what we discussed earlier. Right. Well, he has one Suppose example contradiction.
2: I feel that his one example isn't very good. No. However, um if and if that's the best he's got, then yeah, you know, if that's what's you know sticking in his craw, then you know, he needs to listen in other places and that
0: that's that's fine. You know, wh- wherever, you know, wherever you get the message of liberty, fine with me. Oh, absolutely. I just don't think it's immoral to support uh, people that are surrounded by others who I wouldn't otherwise support. I, I think that, you know, if they're acting morally, then they're okay by me. Uh,
1: I know, think that's a moral answer. It would be great to have more call-ins like that. From I agree him, with that. Rather than you know pulling out and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to get
0: in there and and try."